Hey, are you ready for a lesson, an easy lesson on SEO for e-commerce? I want you to come listen as our inner circle SEO coach, Sarah, shows us how we can start getting more organic traffic by implementing her simple keyword strategy. Come listen, bring a pen, we'll get you started. Welcome to the e-commerce roadmap, the podcast for store owners who are growing their sales without spending a fortune on ads. Each week, you'll learn actionable strategies and tips that will fast track the growth and profitability of your e-commerce business. So buckle up and join your host, Susan Bradley, as we dive into the work that will grow your sales this year. Hey guys, I am back with our SEO coach, Sarah Stenshorn. She is helping all of us in the inner circle with SEO. You know, this year there is more interest in getting organic traffic, getting more organic traffic than there ever has been before. And I think it's for a bunch of reasons. It's restrictions on your ad account, if you're Facebook ad or Google ads. And also, I think it's all of us being a little bit concerned about having all of our eggs in one basket. And we want to diversify the way we get traffic to our site. And of course, free is always good, right, Sarah? Free is good. (laughs) Yes, free is good. Well, thanks for being here. I wanted to uh, kind of pick your brain on this topic. And, you know, you're, I know you're helping me with this for the social sales girls. So let's talk about keywords and, and specifically keyword research. Just tell everybody, like, you know, in terms that we can understand, what is keyword research? <laughs> sure thing. So thanks for having me back. Always good to be cool. back with you. Um, so the keyword research, um, I think people have this idea that it's some mystical thing that's so difficult mm. to do, and it really isn't. It's just the process of finding the very best keyword phrases to use on our sites. And from that, it helps us determine what kind of content we should write. It helps us figure out what are the best phrases to use to help our potential customers find us and also to learn more about our products and our brand. Now, when you say, I'm just going to ask quickly, when you say the best content, you're you're really talking about terms that people are searching for. Is that what you're talking exactly. about? Exactly. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. We want to be writing about things that people are actually looking for. We all love, you know, Fluffy the dog that, you know, is our, our pet, but our customers probably don't care about that. So if we're writing about that, nobody's searching for that. So yes, the best content is going to be the content that brings those people to us. Perfect. So like, who should really be doing this? Like, who do you think this would have the biggest impact on? Like, what? who should work on this? Honestly, I it's all e-commerce stores. Everybody? No okay. store. Everybody should do this. Now, that doesn't, I think a lot of people think when they hear SEO, I'm talking about blogging, and that can be part of it, but it's only part of it. Okay. And so- not every e-commerce store owner needs to have a blog necessarily, but every e-com owner definitely needs to work on SEO for their site. And the reason for that is you have content on your site, whether you have a blog or not. You have products, you have collections, you have fact pages, hopefully. You've got other pages that talk about your products. So everybody can benefit from this. Okay. So there's no escaping it, gang. You're going to have to spend a little bit of time on this, but we're here to try and make it easy for you. And so tell us what, like, what is, what is the impact of this? Why is this important to us? So as far as keyword research goes, um, just merely ranking in a search engine for a term, it's not good enough. 
And the reason for that is, yes, it's not good enough. And here's, let's go back to Fluffy the dog. Okay. I can look for Fluffy the dog, but guess what? My customers probably aren't looking for Fluffy the dog. All right. You could be Tom Dog for (laughs) Fluffy the dog, but nobody's looking for it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's just, it's not enough to say, Hey, I rank number one for this because if nobody's searching for that term, it's not helping you. You've literally just wasted your time. So in order to maximize that organic traffic, we want to be finding phrases that people are actually searching for. Because if we rank for things that don't get us traffic, like I said, we just wasted our time. And in super competitive niches, um, it's often necessary to start targeting longer phrases first, because the other thing you don't want to do is you don't want to try to target target necklace, let's say, right. as a phrase if you're a brand new store, because, well, that's really broad and there's millions yeah. of searches for something as broad as necklace. And so the chances of us ranking for that right away are very, very slim. So we want to look for those longer tail um, keyword phrases. And so that's why the keyword research is so important. And that's where it comes into play. Okay. So, so really in the bottom line is you're never going to rank for a necklace. No, <laughs> no, but you no. might rank for beaded handmade necklace. So okay. fewer searches, less competition though, but still will get you that targeted. Traffic. A great intent, right? Yes, absolutely. Yes. Literally looking for a beaded handmade necklace. Yeah. And that's actually a great point too, because when, whenever we're thinking about keyword research, yeah. we don't want to just target things that have a ton of traffic. Right. Because if it doesn't match the, the searcher's intent, they're going to get to our site and be very disappointed and they're going to bounce out and they're not going to come back. And unfortunately, not only have you lost that customer, but every time that happens, it actually affects your rankings in Google. Google looks at that. And if they see people bouncing off your site over and over because they're not getting the answer they're looking for, it will impact your search ranking. Okay. So it's an absolute exercise in like, you know, wasted time. (laughs) You got it. Yeah. So you really need to make sure that you're using phrases that are clear and mm-hmm. that people are are looking for. So how do you just get started? That like it sounds like it's a big project. But if I were just starting out today, how would I start? Yeah, so it doesn't need to be a big project. I I will say it is tedious to some extent. I mean, this is probably, <laughs> isn't going to be the most fun part of your week, right? Um, but it doesn't have to be a big project in the sense that it doesn't have to be something that's overwhelming. It, you can start very simply The easiest way to start is um, start with some brainstorming about what people are searching for. And now that's a great start, but it's only a start. And brainstorming words that we think people are searching for shouldn't be the be all end all of our keyword research. Um, We should take those words and ideally be using a uh, keyword research tool that at a minimum provide us with search volumes. Okay. Okay. So, and if we if we had to think of a point to start, we could actually go to probably to uh, our FAQ, like the questions people ask us all the time about our products, yeah. and and find words that people use there or reviews. Like, there's all sorts of places that we could look on our site, or even like responses to our email or on our social media. Mm-hmm. We can look for for things there that mm-hmm. would give us a good starting point. That's super cool. Okay. So we're going to use uh we're going to use a keyword research tool and we're going to look for search volume. Mm-hmm. And I know we're looking for a decent amount of traffic, but what 
like what's decent? Like what's normal here? What are we looking for, Sarah? Ah. Well, that's that's really subjective and it's really gonna come down to whatever the niche you're in is. Okay. Um, you know, I, I would, and I tell people often, I would love for like, so let's say product pages to find keywords that are between 1000 and 10,000 searches a month. That would be okay. fantastic. Okay. But the reality is depending on what your product is, it might not be realistic. Right. I, if you are making teal green aquatic seal wire wrapped necklaces, well, I mean, I just, that up. Yeah, that's a big <laughs> But I mean, if, if that's what you make, then your your volume is probably going to be lower, and that's okay because probably people searching for that have a very high intent. But mm-hmm. you have to be realistic based on what your category is. So, like for example, jewelry obviously gets tons and tons of searches. Right. Um, you know, I don't know. I'm trying to think of something that really doesn't, but I, you know what I mean. There's a lot of of products out there that just aren't going to have you know tens of thousands of searches a month. So. Ideally, the best number, if you will, or best search volume is the highest volume you can find using one of these tools that also has the the least amount of competition going after that same keyword phrase. And how do you determine competition? There are a couple of different ways to do that. And um, so there's three tools that I use um, typically and, and recommend to people. Um, the Google Ads Keyword Planner is the very first one I recommend to people. And the reason I do is because most of us have Google Ads accounts already. If you have an account, you have access to this. Um, within that account, you can brainstorm and have it suggest keywords to you. Yeah. It will give you competition based on ads volume. Now, it's a okay. little different than competition based on search engine ranking volume or ranking competition, um, but it's still a benchmark because it's it's a fair assumption that if something is very high competitive in ads, probably highly competitive as well in the search right. engine. So it's it's a fair assumption. It's not the best way to do it, but you certainly can do it that way. You can use a tool like Keywords Everywhere, which is a Chrome extension. And again, Keywords Everywhere, it will give you um, it adds competition, but same assumption. My personal preference is a tool called Uber Suggest, and the reason that I like it so much is that it's just a cost-effective option that does most of what us e-commerce store owners need. Um, I know we here in the group, our inner circle group, about people using SEM Rush or Ahrefs or more expensive tools. You don't need an expensive tool though. Um, you can use something as simple as Uber Suggest. When it comes to competition, the reason I like it is because you can instantly see when you search for a keyword term, what is ranking in the top 10, and you can see the strength of that. They use a, a metric called domain authority to rank how strong that that key, or that domain is and how many links are going to that specific page, which oh. is which is it's hugely beneficial when it comes to ranking in Google you need links. Backlinks help you in the search engine. So this tool will automatically tell you how many links there are. And so you can look at this and realistically say, okay, this domain authority is super high. Plus they have a thousand links to this page. Probably not going to rank for that keyword phrase. So I should start looking for others. Okay. So that was a long way of saying there's different ways to do the, the okay. search. But really we're looking for something that is doesn't have a ton of competition. You got it. Yep. Okay. And just because everybody who's listening might not know, can you explain quickly what backlinks are? 
Yeah. Yeah. So backlinks are when another site links back to your site. So think of it. um, The example I use a lot in coaching is a blogger decides to buy one of your products and writes a review on her site about your product. And in the course of that, she puts a link in that blog post back to your product page. That's a backlink. Um, Those are very, very important to Google because it shows that your page is relevant for that keyword phrase. It also shows that other people trust your page. And if other people trust your page, then Google trusts your page more. Um, You can also use internal links, which are just... um, internal links within your site. It's the same idea, but say you link from one blog post to another, or you write a blog post about a product and you link back to that product. And those internal links also do help. Oh, wow. So that's also something you can control once you yes. go start going deep on this. Okay. So let's go back to where we're at. So we've never done this before. We need to find out what keywords we could potentially rank for so that we could get more uh, organic free traffic that is really high quality to our site. We know mm-hmm. we need to get a, um, a keyword planning tool. And so I'm pretty sure that that the Google tool is free mm-hmm. and the Chrome extension is free and Uber Suggest is very affordable. Is that right? It, it okay. is. So I wanted, I wanted to run a few things by you. So I wanted to ask you uh, just for clients I can think of inside of the inner circle, Could you come up with some examples for for what somebody might search for once they get into one of those tools? So I know we have a client who sells really expensive high-end dog collars. What sort of things would that client start with when she's looking for keywords that she might rank for? Sure. So the overall approach would be to start as broad as possible. And take that broad, um, and that's, again, the brainstorming, right? Use your brain. That's the best keyword research tool there is. We're going to take a very broad phrase. So in this case, and I'm thinking Danielle, and I'm wondering if that's what you're thinking. That's what I was thinking, because she always goes back to I sell. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I was Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So we're going to start as broad as possible and we're going to take those phrases and we're going to pop them into a keyword research tool to determine, okay, what kind of volume do they get? And again, assess what that competition looks like. If you're really stuck and you really don't know um, what keywords to start with, a little trick that you can do if you have a site or if you have a tool like Ubersuggest, you can actually spy on your competitors. So you could take one of your known competitor sites, take their domain and pop it into Ubersuggest and it will show you the top pages that they're ranked for and getting traffic for. So that can often give you a, a good, some good ideas for keywords that not only could you target, but to start with some broader um, seed keywords. So for the dog collars, the very first thing we're going to do is, is we're going to ask ourselves, okay, what are they made of? Are, are they made of leather? Are they mm-hmm. made of nylon? What kind of collars are they? Because depending on what type of collars they are, it could change the course of what we're looking for in terms of keywords. And, and it offers more possibilities. Are they small dogs? Are they big dogs? Are they all sizes? I know we have candy, candy in our group caters yes. to large dogs and not small dogs. So for her, large dogs, big dogs, those might be all, you know, keywords that we brainstorm off the cuff. Um, colors is another thing to think about um, because that actually can impact your rankings as well. If somebody is searching for blue versus black, that's important to know if, if that makes more impact. So those are the first questions. So then what I did was 
exactly that. I brainstormed the very first thing that came to my mind when I think of Danielle is designer dog collars. So designer dog collars has 99 searches a month approximately. And it shows it has medium to high competition in the tool. But from there, the tool provides me with additional keywords. And so you can kind of go down a rabbit hole of trying to find, okay, designer dog collars might be a little too hard for us as a brand new site to tackle. So the next thing that I found from that search directly was luxury dog collars, which again, accurately describes the product. That only has 3,600 searches a month. That's okay. Still a good amount. And that has less competition, still medium, but less competition. Okay. So then the next thing that I found from luxury dog collars was luxury dog collars for large dogs. Now, assuming that it's for a large dog, because you don't want to use words that aren't. So if it's for small dogs, don't use it. But that only has 110 searches a month. But if you think about the intent of that, someone who is searching luxury dog collars for large dogs has a much higher intent than someone searching for a collar for a dog or right. even collar for a large dog. Because at that point, they're looking to spend some money. Um, yeah. so got medium competition on that. So that's how I break it down. And from there, I also found fancy dog collars with bling, <laughs> um, handcrafted yeah. dog collars, which only had 40 searches a month, but very low competition. So that would be a great keyword to use in addition to your other keywords. Um, okay. And then designer bling dog collars. So and these are all longer tail keyword phrases. They're like three to five words. Less searches, but that's okay because the intent is higher. So I just want to recap. So your Mm -hmm. first search was designer dog collars. And that was 9,900 searches a month. Yes, And so almost 10,000. But when you searched that, you were shown all these other options and the number of searches per month that they had. And so from that, you're able to identify two that would be really good. And it was, um, it was the first one was luxury dog collars for large dogs, which has, you're so right, such a high intent. They want to spend Mm -hmm. money and they got a big dog. (laughs) Yay. And then the other one you thought was uh, really good was the um, handcrafted dog collars. So that means they're looking for something that they're not going to find at pet or whatever yes. <laughs> box, right? And again, yep. they want something special and um, they're looking for a dog collar. And so it's worth the effort to work those keywords into your site, because even though there are not a lot of searches a month, those are the most likely to convert. That traffic is going to be high converting traffic. It's really good. It is. And something I tell coaching clients to keep in mind is that even though handcrafted dog colors only gets 40 searches a month, uh-huh. the reality is you're going to rank for more than just that keyword term. So let's say ultimately you end up ranking for 10 keyword phrases on that page at 40 searches a month. That's 400 searches a month. Yeah. So even those lower search volume keywords can ultimately get you a lot of traffic. And then the great thing about them is there's just not as much competition usually for those. Yeah. And when you say ranking, what page on Google are you thinking you could potentially rank for with those? Oh, we want one through three. (laughs) I mean, that's, yeah, I I try not to get hung up on rankings though. Um, My definition of success is if your organic traffic is growing and your revenue is growing as a result of that, you're succeeding. You're winning. 
number, if you're number seven in search or number one, yes, number one would be the best, but it's not realistic in a lot of cases. So as long as that needle is moving up, (laughs) then we're doing good. Okay. So let's, let's try another one because I want our, everyone who's listening to um, be inspired with some ideas and understand the process. So we have another client in the inner circle who sells uh, bath bombs for kids and they've got a toy in the, in, in the middle of it. And she does really well already, but that seemed to me that it might be something people search for. So where would I start with that one? Yep. So for this one, I would brainstorm right off the cuff um, for keywords to look up ingredients, because obviously that can be very, very important to parents. What is in this that I'm putting in my kid's bath? Mm -hmm. Uh, What exactly is the toy? Is it a toy ring? Is it a toy car? Because those could be maybe tacked on as to make them a longer uh, keyword phrase. And what colors are they? Because that could be important as well. Are they rainbow? Are they unicorn inspired? Are they, you know, pink, blue, whatever the the case may be. So those are the things that I would start to brainstorm. Um, Not knowing those, where I started with this is immediately came to mind. It has a toy. So it's for kids. So I searched for kids bath bombs. And interestingly enough, it showed zero search volume, which I I don't think is probably accurate. Um, And so you have to take these, these tools with kind of a Use them as guidance, not, yeah. not as the Bible, I guess, is the best way to say it. Um, but yeah, kids' bath bombs didn't show much of a search volume, interestingly enough. And I I do wonder if some of that is, when I think of bath bombs, I do think more for adults. Like, that's right. something like a, a, you know, have my glass of wine and, and my bath on a Saturday Get your book and lock the door. <laughs> That might be why there's not as much volume on that. So then I thought, okay, well, let's backtrack. And so if you kind of strike out the first time you you backtrack and the best way to do that is go broader. So I went broader and dropped kids. Well, Bath Bombs gets 49,500 a month, but it has really high competition. So the chances of us ranking for that out of the gate, really, really slim. So then I did the the most next obvious to me, and that was Bath Bombs with toys inside. Yep. That's great amount of volume. It's got 1600 a month. So that's a really good volume, medium competition. So it might take a little bit to actually rank for that, but it definitely is something that's surmountable. Um, and from that, um, Uber Suggest also recommended bath bombs with surprise, which again fits in 880 a month, again, medium competition. And then finally, there was um, a variation of that even longer bath bombs with surprise inside, and that gets 480 a month, and it had the lowest competition of the rest of them. So that would be the one that I would start with is the bath bombs with surprise inside. Okay, so you would actually start with the lowest number of searches. And you would work on integrating that keyword phrase into your site. Super cool. Okay. Last one. We have a lot of people who sell jewelry and jewelry is hard for sure. And so uh, I'm thinking of a particular client, you know, Anne, and she Mm -hmm. sells, she sells a collectible piece of jewelry that is a chain. And then you can add a talisman to, to it. And you can actually load this thing up with lots of talisman. They all have a meaning. Now, what, like, is it possible to find some good keywords for a product that is so specific like that? What would you do with that? (laughs) It really is. And so, and with jewelry, because jewelry is so broad, again, Anne wouldn't want to go after necklace 
or earrings or bracelet. Mm -hmm. Um, just because the competition for that is so, so high. It's, it's just, you're never going to rank for that, right? I would recommend with jewelry, um, breaking down very specific, actually. Um, the things you want to ask is again, materials. That's so important. I know Anne uses, I think it's oxidized sterling silver. That's something that people actually do search for is oxidized sterling silver. So putting that in your title could be important. Um, so when you're brainstorming, start writing down all your materials. I know we have another girl, um, Tamara in the inner circle, recycled sterling silver. Um, and that was a, it's a you know, people do search for that. So People really do look for materials like that. Um, what type of jewelry is it? Is it rings? Is it earrings? Is it necklaces? We don't ever want to go after just jewelry. Right. <laughs> it's just incredibly broad. Yeah. Is it handcrafted? Is it handcrafted or are we resellers? Um, yeah. What colors are they? Is it rose gold, gold, uh, silver? You know, there's a lot of colors. Um, gender, is it for women? Is it for men? Because that could make a difference in, in uh, search phrases. And also for Anne specifically, I would ask what makes it collectible or symbolic? What about it is special? And use Mm. those reasons um, to kind of brainstorm. So I went to Anne's site and I have to admit, I I know what talisman means. And Mm. I've seen Anne's jewelry before. I mean, it's absolutely gorgeous. And, but I honestly thought, well, what does this mean even? I I just don't know. So I pulled out my other really good friend called ChatGPT. <laughs> and I asked ChatGPT to come up with some semantically relevant phrases that meant the same thing as talisman. And it gave me a list. And so um, I didn't use all of them because obviously we're limited on time. But one, the very first one it suggested was amulet necklace. And I thought, okay. I, I, I'm not familiar with what that even is, to be honest with you, but I thought, but I looked it up and I thought, yeah, that actually, it, it sounds close to what this is. So I started with those two as kind of my seed keywords. So I put in talisman, talisman alone, 49,500 searches a month, which is a lot, but again, probably not something we're going to rank for quickly. Okay. So the, what, the very first one that was suggested on Uber suggest after that was talisman necklaces. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's only 720 months, but it had medium competition. So it's something that certainly Anne could go after. Um, out of that, Uber suggest actually did go ahead and recommend amulet necklaces. Oh, well. really? Yeah. That is more, Thanks. that's, it's 1600 a month and medium competition. What I like about having both of those phrases, talisman and amulet, is when it comes to her doing her SEO, we often run into a situation where we're like, well, all of our things are the same. So how do we use different phrases? There's only so many ways to say blah. Well, there's two right there. There's two that you could use in your page titles and two different products that are two completely different phrases, but mean the same thing, right? So that's how you do it. You start looking for other things that mean the same that you can kind of interchange in your page titles to draw more people. So then out of that, we also got talisman jewelry. Um, I probably wouldn't go after that just because jewelry tends to be broad and amulet jewelry. But if it's a collection, that might make sense. Um, Depending if you've got different types of jewelry, that might make sense. And then finally, I found talisman pendant necklace. And again, that was one that only got 40 a month, um, 40 mm-hmm. searches, but lower competition than yeah. the rest of them. And that's so, exactly what she sells. Exactly what she sells, right? Exactly. Yeah. So good. So, Anne, if you're listening, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. 
But also, I'm going to say, she, I was just had an idea thinking about it. She sells these amazing uh, little, because I have the talisman, and she has these amazing little black diamonds too. And they're very cool. And I suspect that lots of people are searching for jewelry with black diamonds in it. And so that would be something else that she could check out. Just, just saying, Anne, since you're here. So, okay. So that is super cool. Thank you for that, Sarah. And of course, if somebody was on, if one of they're an inner circle member and they're on a coaching call with you, you're going to walk them through this process. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's great. Now, I guess what I want to know is, um, once you've got these keywords, what is your next step? Like, how do you, because you know, we've all heard, well, don't be keyword stuffing and blah, 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 I don't even know, you know, like how I could keyword stuff, but I guess it, it still has to be readable and sound normal. Mm-hmm. So what do you, what, how do you, oh, how do you get people to that next step from taking those keywords and getting them on your website? Yeah, sure. So honestly, this part of it's really simple too. Once we've decided on that primary keyword phrase, and, and one thing I do want to talk, I want to iterate, and I think we mentioned this on the last podcast, but not this time. You only want to select one primary keyword phrase to target per page on your site. So we don't want to target jade earrings on three different types of jade earrings. We want to come out with, and that's where sometimes materials shape, who it's for, those kinds of things can be differentiators. So once we've decided on that primary keyword phrase for that particular product we're working on, let's say it's a product, we're just going to take it, we're going to put it in the product name, we're going to put it in the description, and to your point about keyword stuffing, you do not need to include it in every single sentence in your description. If you have, (laughs) let's say your description is 500 words long, put it in there two or three times. That's perfectly sufficient. Um, You want it to read naturally. I do always recommend that people also, in addition to that primary keyword phrase, find a couple of secondary keyword phrases that they can use as well. And these, you can think of them as synonyms, but they don't necessarily have to be synonyms. Like the example above with the dog collars, the handmade dog collars, it's not a synonym of luxury, but it certainly describes it. So have a couple of secondary keyword phrases, use those in your description as well. It just gives you a little more breadth in what you're going to get picked up for in the search. Once you've done that, you put it in those two places. You're also going to want to add it to your SEO page title and your meta description. And if you're using Shopify, which I know most of our people are, where you change this is at the very bottom of your product or collection pages. It's noted in a box that says search engine listing. And it's important to note that because I think a lot of people don't even realize it's there. And they don't realize that they can have a longer page title without affecting their product name. And I, um, because I hear this a lot from artists, but I don't want to change the name and that's okay. I, <laughs> I would I would prefer that you do change the name to use your keyword phrase. Right. If you're absolutely against that, that's okay. Leave your product name alone. Let's change the SEO page title though, to be using those keyword rich phrases. Um, and then finally, you also want to use that primary keyword phrase um, within your alt text on your images and preferably in the file names of your images. Although I will say that there's little benefit to that. So if you've already uploaded uploaded all of your images, please don't think you got to change 2000 images file names. Don't do that. Change the alt text though, because that okay. will give you some gain for your buck. So for example, if you have one Im- main image on the page and then six or seven thumbnails with different views? Do you change the alt text on every one of them? 
You do. Yes, you do. And it's important to note that alt text is actually the purpose is not for keywords. Purpose mm-hmm. is for visually impaired people. So we should be using it appropriately. And and I think that the more that we do things, um, that the way that they're intended to be, the more we get rewarded for that. I'm just kind of someone who believes in the whole karma. <laughs> and I think Google rewards that as well. Um, so yes, and a good example of this would be, let's say that your first, um, for let's take Anne, she has a picture of her talisman necklace on a white background, and she chooses talisman pendant necklace for her primary keyword. She could use for the alt text talisman pendant necklace on white background. And so she's both helping herself with her SEO and she's helping visually impaired people That's understand fun. what that picture yeah. is about. But as far as the other pictures, absolutely, you want to add one to every single image. I, I don't worry so much about keywords in the rest because you're naturally going to use keywords when you describe those images. So don't stress too much about what they should say. Just describe what the picture is. Perfect. That's great. Thank you so much. So let's wrap it up here. What are the big takeaways from this? Like, what do you think the three big takeaways are that sure. everybody should walk away, write it down, and then plan some time to do some work on this? Yeah. So uh, the first thing is that don't just wing it. Um, without doing some type of keyword research, whether it's with a Google Ads planner or something like Uber Suggest. You really don't know if the terms or phrases that you're using are helping or hurting you. And if you're trying to target like real broad things like necklace, um, without doing some further research, you're really hurting yourself in the long run. Because Not really hurting, but you're not helping yourself. That's right. for sure. So the keyword research really is important. Don't leave that step out. Um, it's tedious, but it's it's a necessity. Um, the next thing is... Uh, this is a long haul process. Okay. This is not something that is you're going to have traction quickly. Um, with that said, I have seen and we see it in the group time and time and time again, people tag me and say, oh, my gosh, it's been through, you know, a month and look at this, Sarah, you know, and I just had somebody on a call yesterday that was showing me her Uber suggest has made amazing strides in a month with some of these words she's targeting. So it's possible to see, you know, some some traction in even 30 days. But it's likely going to take several months for you to see those big shifts in traffic. Like I said before, though, don't stress about rankings. All we're worried about is we want to see an increase in our organic traffic and we want to see more sales ultimately. Um, In highly competitive keywords, there's nothing wrong with going after them. Nothing at all. Go after those big phrases. But just understand that some of those phrases, like even handmade necklace, I think, I don't know what that gets off the top of my head, but even something like that, it might take you 18 months to get that. That's okay. Go ahead and go after it. Because as you rank for these longer tail keywords and Google trusts your site more, they will start to reward you by lifting you up for those shorter phrases. So it's okay to go after them. Um, but just know, you know, it's going to take a while. Yeah. Don't expect instant results. Exactly. Yeah. Play the yeah. long game, my friend. And don't stop yeah. too soon. No, no, right? don't, don't. Yeah. It's, and I mean, we see this with other things too. I think, you, you know, if, you know, I will, I did it for three days and nothing happened. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, you know, it's not going to honestly work a little at a time. It, you don't need to be overwhelmed by this. I mean, I, I work with people that have thousands of products and they're like, how am I ever going to do this? 
you know what, one at a time, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time. So, you know, set aside a half hour every week, say this 30 minutes, I'm going to dedicate, this is what I'm going to work on, pick a product, pick a collection and work on that. And you know what, if you do one a week, you will have 52 done at the end of the year. And, you know, and chances are you'll probably work on more than that. So yeah. And you know what, start with your top 10 products. Yes. You know, you don't have to do all the things. Like no, and you shouldn't. Yeah. Go after what makes the most impact. I just want to remind everyone, you know, you and I included, that every time we stop doing something that is one of those long game things, which is actually most of what we do that leads to sales for the long term, every time we do that, we actually have just wasted all the time we put into the start, the startup of that. And mm-hmm. so if you are afraid of what you're wasting your time, start a lot of things and don't finish them. That's the yeah. worst thing you can do. But if you want to make sure you're making good use of your time, pick a few things and do them well. Would you not agree? It's Absolutely. Hard. It's hard it to stay focused on that, but. It is. And yeah. especially the things that you don't see results right away. We live in yeah. such an instant gratification society and we all, yeah. all of us, you know, I, I wish that I could go like that and, and have magic happen tomorrow. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't yeah. work that way. With anything that's worth having, I yes. think anything worth having takes work and time. Yeah. And social media is particularly hard for us because mm-hmm. they celebrate the instant wins and the, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, that unicorn person that actually does have like, you know, all of a sudden their sales go, their tap turns on because they found a keyword or, or whatever it is, but yeah. that's not normal. And so it's a really important that we, as people who are trying to help others get some results that we are very clear on what's normal and you, as someone who's trying to improve your results, commits to doing something like commit to doing something for a year. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, and you say a lot it, with everything in inner circle, you know, this takes longer than you think. Yes. And it's, it's true of this. It's true of everything. It does. Yeah. It really takes, you know, to think about how long you think it's going to take and then double or triple that. Yes. And you're probably closer to reality. Yeah. <laughs> Even like even my journey to start the social sales girls and grow it. Oh my gosh, that took a long time. <laughs> right? It just does. And and expect to do it wrong a couple of times. So I just want mm-hmm. to understand that it's not them. They're not failing. It's that this is a process that takes a long time. So okay. So that was the second uh, second important point. So I'm sorry, yes. ripping That's off okay. the engine. But I think that the third teachable that you have, the third thing that we all need to remember is probably what maybe the most important. So can you share that? Yeah, so, um, and I mentioned this a little while ago, but it is very, very important. Only choose one keyword phrase um, per page of your site. We don't want to try to be ranking multiple pages for the same keyword phrase. Ultimately, what happens if we do that is we confuse Google because they just don't know, okay, we've got five pages about jade necklaces. So which page is the most important and which should be on the top page of results? And when it comes down to it, they will decide or Google will decide what page to rank. And it may not be the one you want to rank. 
And sometimes I have seen cases where it just doesn't rank anything at all. And you just don't get traction for that keyword, period. So Mm -hmm. it's as hard as it is sometimes, like we talked about, there's only so many ways to describe things sometimes. Try to do that as much as possible. Use colors, use audiences, use um, things like saying personalized versus custom versus customizable versus customized. All of those are different phrases people use. So be thinking about those things. And you can always tweak a keyword to make it a little bit different. And when you're going for that broad keyword, does it make sense to use that on the collection page? If you have like seven or eight different items that could rank for that keyword, do you start with a collection? Yeah, yeah. Actually, start with your homepage. Start with your homepage and think about, you know, what is my site about? Because for most of us, we don't run a grocery store, so we don't have a bunch of different things. We concentrate on something. So like for me, it's memorial jewelry. So my entire site is based around memorial jewelry. That gets 49,500 searches a month. And so I know that that's competitive, but that's that's okay for my homepage. Collection pages, again, they're kind of far-reaching pages, you know, Um pet ashes jewelry, for example, that's a collection that gets a lot of searches a month and, you know, is specific to that. And then my products are the longer tail keywords where I have might have three to five different words describing each particular necklace. Oh, that was really good, actually. So you just kind of said the hierarchy. Exactly. Yeah, really good. Hey, thank you so much. Thank you. So gang, if you're in the inner circle and you want some help with this, book a call with Sarah. And she'll walk you through it for your specific product. But for sure, we have enough information here. We've got links in the show notes to the tools. And I will make sure that there's a long description on on our website of all the steps you will take so that if you missed it, you can't catch it fast enough when you're re-listening. You'll be able to see the steps there. So thank you so much, Sarah, because this is super helpful. And I know that uh, if the members do this work, if they are getting results. And so it's absolutely work worth doing. Yeah. Yeah. We're seeing some really great results with the people that are sticking to it and, and following through. So yeah, it works. That's great. Okay, guys, you know what you have to do. I'll see you next week. Hey there. Are your sales a lot slower than you thought they would be? So frustrating. You know you have a good product and you're just kind of stumped, wondering what you're missing and what it's going to take before you'll get the sales you want every day. So I want to share a free workshop I made for you. Before you start making more changes on your website, I want you to take a little bit of time and watch this. Spend 40 minutes with me and you're going to see why you're not getting the sales that you want And you will be clear on what it is you really need to do to move the needle. I'm almost positive it's not changed something on your website. Head on over to thesocialsalesgirls.com forward slash sales every day and go have a watch. This is training from our inner circle. It's in our foundations unit. Our members get it right away. And they leave feeling confident about their site, their product, their pricing, and they're ready to get on the path to success. I want to share that with you. So the URL is thesocialsalesgirls.com, sales every day. I'll stick it in the show notes. See you soon.